Oh my god. Listen, if they Jenny, we are a serious podcast. <laughs> Shut the fuck up, you liar. Fucking pigeon. Make Maddie proud, make Daddy proud. Don't dye your hair. It's only game. Why you have to be mad? Hi, and welcome to the Perpuxing Podcast. Um, we have a stacked episode today. It's not a lot of topics, but it's a lot of information. So get ready. Uh, first up, our blues-loving bisexual disaster from St. Louis. It's Sammy. Hi. So while we were doing all of our research about all of the about the projections for next year, I've came across stuff. Interesting little article. It was a Power Rankings article, one of those stupid ones that, like, are just super opinionated. But instead of the typical teen Power Ranking articles, it was 10 NHL people that need to be better in 2018-2019. I love it. Yeah, it's one of those things where, like, some of the things I'm like, you're a little, you're being a little bit harsh. But, like, the thing that really made me laugh was the first three people on this list are Eugene Mel- Melink. Melink? I Melnick. keep wanting to say Melnick. Melnick. Is it Mel? Okay, then they misspelled his name. Yeah, they misspelled his name. I'm looking at it. It's M-E-L-Y-N-K. Melnick. I thought that's what it was. Yeah. I'm um, Eugene Melnick, Todd McLellan, and Mark Bergevin were the first three people, <laughs> which make a lot of sense, but it was very entertaining to see it said like on NBC Sports. So, obviously. Especially considering it, my favorite part was actually in the Todd McClellan one, which I'm going to read you a little excerpt just because this thing was fucking hilarious. It's like this spot could easily be filled by McClellan or Peter Corelli. But in fairness to Corelli, he has showed Chirelli. signs. Corelli, whatever. Signs that he might be doing better here. For example, he hasn't traded a core player in a lopsided one-for-one. One. He resisted the urge to sell defenseman Oscar Kleffbaum at his lowest value. He held on to the number 10 overall pick and hopefully strengthened the defense long-term. And he didn't sign any ridiculous contracts in free agency. Progress is progress. <laughs> That's the thing. It's like Peter Shirelli could not do worse. He literally just had to do nothing. <laughs> Wow, Todd shown such growth. No, whoever owns the Oilers and Connor McDavid teamed up and locked him in a closet somewhere. <laughs> or it's like his cabin in the woods. Uh, they all go to they all go to the cabin. Like they just locked him in the cabin. I mean, that was the smart move. Just like you just go sit over there. They gave him a coloring book. They gave him some like they probably gave him access to Netflix, and they're like, just go do your thing. Just do there. It's probably an Oilers coloring book, just 50 pages of Oscar Oscar McDavid. Connor McDavid <laughs> of Connor McDavid doing different hockey moves. And he just been coloring the whole time. What is it? He's Steve- trying very hard to be inside the lines. Steve Dangle spent his summer watching like videos like eight minutes of Austin Matthews highlights. That's all Peter Trevelli <laughs> did is like 20 minutes of every Connor McDavid goal this season. Connor McDavid's entire junior career condensed. <laughs> like, that's all true. No, it's, it's just Connor McDavid selling for 10 hours. <laughs> his, his NHL 18, um, his NHL 18 audition video or whatever that thing he did for the yeah. cover, it's yeah. just that for 10 hours. Uh, no, my favorite Connor McDavid video is the one where they just, it's from Erie and they just lost a game. And he's, oh, walk, yeah. he's walking like in and he's like totally <laughs> stoic. And then the door closes behind him and you just yell, go, fuck. 
as loud as he possibly can. And somebody did put that with um, the the lottery pick with the first uh, the first overall pick will go to the Edmonton Oilers, like that reveal. And then it's just him going like, fuck. <laughs> that is it's such a high key mood, though. I vibe with Connor McDavid in that moment. Um, the other person on our panel today is the only person more dead on the inside than Connor McDavid, Kelsey. <laughs> hey guys. Um, so my <clears throat> round table for this is hockey rivalries in the East are dead if you're not a Penguins fan. Um, I went to dinner with a friend of mine uh, and then we walked around like this real cute like small town like 10 minutes away from my college and we saw a dog his name was Stanley we were petting the dog and there was eight people not counting my friend who like is sitting there going is hockey the one on ice like (laughs) uh, everyone was from was a fan of a different team and we were all having, like, a great chat, and it was, like, Rangers fan, like, congratulated me on the Caps winning. Um, Islanders and Rangers fans were like, oh, we both fucked. Like, <laughs> a, a Boston player, a Tampa uh, player, a fan, a Tampa fan, and a Maple Leafs fan were all having, like, a conversation about what happened in the playoffs. And then a guy in a Penguins hat walked by. And this Bruins fan who, like, previously was like, you know, the Maple Leafs were doing really good, was like, fuck that guy. <laughs> and I was like, oh, my God. Okay, so I think, I think that now that other teams are becoming better, the rivalries will come back. Yeah. I think that the Penguins are so dominant that I'm like, fuck the Penguins, but, like, the, like I want Ovi to win. My team sucks. Like, cool. <laughs> now that my team is a contender, I'm like, fuck Ovechkin. Fuck Cindy Crosby. Goddamn John Tavares making a super team. Like, fuck all y'all. This is mine. Like, I, I feel like they're, they're going to come back. No, definitely. But, like, I went to a Rangers game, like, back when the Rangers were, like, really good. And it was a Rangers-Caps uh-huh. game. And at eight minutes left in the period, and this was every period, the entire arena stood up and shouted, Ovechkin sucks. <laughs> <laughs> So, like, the rivalry of New York and the Capitals has always been, like, such a visceral, like, oh, this is a thing. That, like, a lady congratulating me on the Caps winning and being like, oh, you know, we're kind of screwed. But, you know, good for Ovi. I was like, <laughs> like, what the fuck? Nobody can see your facial expressions when you do them. They're amazing, but nobody can see them, Kelsey. I realize this, and I do this all the time, even when I'm on, like, the phone with people. I'm like, oh, my God. So I was like, you know. (laughs) (laughs) Doing it again. Okay. Kelsey. um, Oh, so I was going to say, like, I think that also, though, that, like, hating one team unites, can unite entire fucking conferences and divisions because listen the central division is actually a pretty fucking intense division lately but like and you know we fucking hate each other when we're playing each other but like even though the hawks are actually the worst team in the division i feel like the division is still united in hating the hawks like i still like once the blues got knocked out i still like low-key was rooting 
for all Central Division teams just because I'm like, hey, Central Division, we're a small division. And we're all like kind of similar, like hockey culture style. So it's fun to watch them because they all are just like needlessly chippy. But like also like fuck the Hawks. Okay, I don't know if you guys are checking your phone, but literally Shay and Annie right now are talking about Penn fans being so unnecessarily aggressive. (laughs) (laughs) I don't like we spend too much time together that across the country we are all on one wavelength. (laughs) We need other friends. Hi, I'm your host with the Moses, Gabby. Um, I have two things. First off, so um, Philly is like, um, Philly Twitter, like hockey Twitter is very like male dominated. And so this like past spring, summer, a lot of female voices have been like arising. And um, we had two of them on the show earlier this summer in Namita and Heather Berry. But um, two amazing girls, uh, Brooke, at, uh, Brooke on Broad and Alex on 11th have started this blog called The Daily Puck and it's just like Daily Flyers Thoughts um, and they put together this network um, via Twitter of female Flyers fans and other hockey teams too. I think there's like a Caps fan in there who just like lives in the area um, and we've like created this network and it's like really really exciting but because I didn't originally have anything for this section um, I am making a little announcement for them is that The Daily Puck site launches on september 26th and so if you don't get enough flyers information from me go and follow <laughs> them at the daily puck at brooke on a uh brooke on broad at alex on 11th and their site launches september 26th and it's so cool and i'm so excited for them and they're so knowledgeable and i'm just like really excited for them yeah my other thing is kelsey um the NHL release that they have officially asked the <laughs> Washington Capitals to yeah. stop doing keg stands on the Stanley Cup. I'm calling bullshit because that's not the real Stanley Cup. Okay? So, like, you have this beater cup. Do whatever the fuck you want. Somebody carved their initials onto the cup because it wasn't put on soon enough. Like, it's not the real Stanley Cup. I say fuck it. Do what you want. Your thoughts. Um... I, yeah, no, I want, like, I love the cup stands. I do kind of understand why they're like, no. <laughs> and also, I really want to know who carved their initials onto the cup. Tom Wilson. <laughs> That's my guess. I was thinking a drunk, like a really drunk John Carlson. True. Because he's that- been quiet, and I feel like he's just kind of like, like sitting there with like a little little pestle, like carving it in, like TJ Oshi. Oh, you're right. You're right. It was TJ Oshi. Um, no, I was honestly like... with all of Brianna's bad decisions, though. I could also see Jacob Brianna, especially if he got as drunk as he did in like the five days following the cup. Yeah, Brianna was like Brianna almost died. He was that fucking wasted. I could Wait. completely see him doing it. I was looking up after I like read that article. I was looking up like rowdy moments. And I found the Nathan Walker's turn to speak at the parade, and he just walks up, chugs a beer, and has Tom Wilson <laughs> lift him into yeah, the I air. Saw, yeah. Did you and see that? like a leg, and it's like, no, yes, Tom Wilson that. is carrying him above his head. <laughs> and I was like, Jesus Christ, Tom Wilson could kill me with his pinky finger. Oh, and I would love it. <laughs> I mean, hard same. Hard same. <laughs> 
Oh like, a compilation someone made of just everyone chugging, like all of like them chugging beers at like at that at, the, at wasn't that the parade? I don't even fucking remember at this point. It's all a blur. It's honestly the summer's is blurry for me. Is it probably is for the fucking capitals? <laughs> I don't remember shit. But I saw like a compilation of just everyone like chugging beer like at that at that event. <laughs> like that's uh. just what the compilation was: is people screaming and chugging beer. I don't even think there's any words. It's just people screaming and chugging beer. Oh my god, so the Eagles had their first game of the season on Thursday, and the fucking videos from the tailgate are epic. Some guy came dressed as Jason Kelsey in, like, the full Mummers costume and got up and did the <laughs> speech. Like, okay, that that parade was the drunkest I've ever been in my life, and, like, the fact, like, and I was, like, one of the more sober people there, and so the fact that, like, that guy memorized that fucking speech, and, like, the crowd is, like, so Jason Kelsey... Um, like the whole thing was like underdogs and nobody counted on us. And he brought like ways that people would criticize the every Eagles player. And so it's like Carson Wentz didn't go to Division One school. And the crowd goes, What? And like he keeps going through them. Jason Kelsey's too small. What? Nelson Aguilar can't catch. What? And it's just going through the entire thing. And like he did the whole fucking speech. And like, oh my god, it was awesome. Sorry. I just like I had to throw that out there because we were talking about drunk nonsense. Sammy, did you know that the Eagles won the Super Bowl? No, I didn't know that. Tell me more. Don't right? actually tell like, me more. This I is wild. Wait, they ran the trick play again, <laughs> but it wasn't the same trick play. It was the one that Tom Brady missed in the Super Bowl. And then Lane I Johnson calls him out. They were like, oh, is that the Philly special? He's like, no, it's Philly Philly. It's different. And they're like, how is it different? And they're like, oh, it's the one Tom Brady didn't get. And I was like, boom, roasted. Okay, let's talk <laughs> Let's talk. You know what? We don't even have hockey things first on the list. We have more football. Colin Kaepernick, guys. Cap. I love Cap. So Colin Kaepernick um, released his Nike ad and his amazing commercial that I've watched 7,000 times. Like, I've watched that one, and I've watched the Serena Williams mama said, uh, don't call it a comeback one. And the Colin Kaepernick one, I am so in love with it. I love him and everything he stands for, but... The right-wing reaction cracks me up, guys. It would crack me up more if I didn't have to deal with it in my stupid fucking sports comm class. Like, because we had to talk about that the first day after. Like, the I'm laughing at all the Nike, of all the people cutting Nike swooshes off of it. But, like... But you already have... paid for it! They right, don't care. like, what's the point? Like, what's the point? And also, okay, I'm just gonna, like, it's one of those things where, like, on the one hand, I feel like this is just Penn fans being dramatic, but, like, also it's just kind of, like, it is one of those things where I'm, like, this is a really weird thing. Like, now every time, like, an athlete puts on anything Nike, like, they're, like, they're making a statement. No, Chris so, Tang's was a statement because he cropped his head out of the picture. Yeah, no, it was it was just one of those things where it was funny, like, because me and, me and Sarah actually had a whole, like, conversation about this. because But, like, it was funny looking at the comment section where half of them were going, fuck you, and half of them were going, thank you for saying something! <laughs> like, no, like, I love, like, Chris Letang is the one penguin I actually, like, wholeheartedly love. So, like, this is not a criticism of him, because I do actually really like Chris Letang, and I did think that he was saying, making a statement, because he's wearing fucking Nike sneakers with a suit. And he <laughs> cropped his head out of the picture! I didn't even notice that part, I was just more like... This boy is not, this boy who, like, is one of the best-dressed people on the Penguins is not fucking wearing white fucking Nikes with a fucking Navy suit. What the fuck is going on? 
But like, it was just funny, like going through because literally one comment would say, like, fuck you for supporting Nike. The next comment would say, like, oh my gosh, you're so brave. Thanks for making, thanks for saying something. It means so much to me that you're speaking out against this. And the next one would be like, fuck you for supporting Nike <laughs> again. That's what I was laughing about. It wasn't really like him making statement, just the way like people reacted to it. Like, so something I think is interesting is that um, Nike's stock went down, but their sales went up. So the rich people who buy stock dropped it because they didn't, they didn't, I don't know if they didn't believe in the message or they didn't think people were going to continue to buy, but they didn't believe that Nike knew what they were talking about. So their stock went down, but their sales, the people who buy their stuff every day, the everyday person went up 31%. 31%. Yeah. Cause at this point, that's a lot. That's sorry. It's a lot. Sorry. Yeah. I think people like, it's one of those things that like a lot, I feel like it definitely is like a lot of like everyday people are now going to make a choice between like, am I going to go like Adidas, Reebok or Nike? They're going to start going Nike. I didn't like it didn't also come out that like they've been paying like ever since cap lost yeah they've job, been paying him the entire time which yeah like okay in some ways like fuck nike but like also go fucking nike what the hell yeah that's a move <clears throat> wait talking about adidas did you see tyler sagan's fucking commercial for <laughs> adidas where he's like he, their new thing is like you zip like you can zip it up and then you just rip it open and so he's walking down the hall and it's like kind of like sped up and then he's rips open his sweatshirt and it's my favorite thing. And no, then he's like, I have he not seen this. Sign up. I'm like, Tyler, what are you doing? You know, he Tyler is my favorite basic white bitch. <laughs> Tyler is my favorite basic white bitch. I love him so much. I want to get white girl wasted with him. It seems like it'd be Oh, fun. I want to get white girl wasted with Tyler. I want to get <laughs> wine drunk with him. Oh my God. Like straight up like, <laughs> Pop open a bottle of like shitty rose <laughs> and like, okay, sit you know what? He would, okay, no, you know, like how I don't know if you've seen like his whole thing about like his why he likes getting tattoos about how much he enjoys the pain, but he would be fun to do <laughs> Katrina shots with. I don't know what that is. I don't either. The whole, the, the whole, the whole, okay, the thing y'all keep making fun of me for the drunken, like getting water thrown in your face and getting slapped shit. Oh. Uh. <laughs> That y'all got to be in trouble for? Okay, so Sammy will send the most <laughs> random-ass texts in the group in the middle of the night. It's like, what are- do you guys like Katrina shots? Would you get your nipples pierced? Blah, blah, blah. That wasn't me! That, that was Taylor! You? Taylor asked about the nipple piercing! I don't know, no. it was almost 7 in the morning and I just get a text and I'm like, fuck it, Sammy. It wasn't me! The only thing I said about the nipple piercing is I wanted my belly button pierced. I would had no part of that conversation. I'm sorry. That was called Taylor is it 2002? Why do you want your belly button pierced? Because I think it's hot. I'm oh. easy. What what other option do you want? I think girls with belly button piercings is attractive. Leave me alone. <laughs> okay, no, but the nipple piercing one, I was like, Tyler Sagan. <laughs> okay, but do y'all remember Lat? La- not last playoffs, but the playoffs before when the Capitals traded away Zach Sanford, and there was this whole big thing about whether Zach Sanford had his nipples pierced or I not. I think he was just horny. I think no, he there was, was like pierced. Okay, but if you look at the picture, there's like two nubs where his nipple should be. He has a fucking nipple piercing. He's nipple boy. Like that's how people know him. 
when he got traded, that was in the article write-up that one of the Blues people, like, one of the Blues, like, r- writers wrote about. They're like, he looks like, and, like, the, the, the two stories about him were like, he probably has a nipple piercing and he looks like the Flash. That's what the Blues media was talk, talk, talking about with him. Amazing. But yeah, no, I drunk texted, I've drunk texted you guys, like, twice. Leave me alone. It's the middle of the night, and it's just the most random ass shit, guys. <laughs> okay, I'm not, like, Mary or Maddie or Taylor, so leave me alone. No, it's not every night. They, like, they can control it, because it's every night. Yours are, like, randomly, and it's just, like, weird. Because <laughs> you're like, I don't do this often, but... Um... I would take a drink, then I realized that you guys were done talking, so I had to keep talking. Um, <laughs> what's, do we want to go to the next on the list? Yeah. Um, Nate Schmidt got suspended 20 games for uh, trace amounts of uh, performance-enhancing drugs in his system. Um, he wants to appeal it, but I don't think he can, uh, because it's 7 billionths of a milligram, which scientists have said is like a grain of salt in an Olympic ice swimming pool. Um, but my thing is that those are scientists that he hired um, who came back and said that, who said that there aren't any traces in it, of it in his hair. It was just in either his urine or his blood, whichever one they took. Um, I have thoughts on it. I want to hear your guys' thoughts on it first before I go. I love yeah, I Schmidt. I <laughs> adore this man. Um, it is a little sketchy because he did, uh, as you say, pay the scientists. They're claiming environmental contamination, that like he couldn't have avoided this or whatever. <clears throat> My thing is that no, no other Vegas players came back with it. Exactly, but yeah, also, heard... oh sorry. No, I was just gonna say someone. I can't remember who I was talking to. It was I don't think it was someone in the, in the podcast group though. I was talking. I was explaining. Um, we were talking about it. Or maybe it was that they were saying that, like, it's very likely that, uh, like, what could have happened was that, like, a drug, like, like a drug company changed, like, the composition. Oh, that of their... was me. Okay, let's say, I couldn't remember if it was you, someone in the podcast chat or not. Yeah. Because I was talking about it with, like, five different people that day. Some in real life, like, three different chats. It was, like, because it was a big thing. Um, But, like, it, it could have been that, which I think is believable. But also, it's really hard to, like, accidentally take a performance dancing truck. Yeah, okay, so the point that Sammy started but didn't finish is I thought... Um, yeah, that's why I was going to let you do it because I realized you were going to yeah. bring it up. So I'm like, oh, wait, okay, that drug, was you. Drug control companies do it all the time where they will change the um, the ingredients of a drug um, and they won't be active ingredients. They'll tra- they'll um, change like the, the background ingredients to make it more cost-affordable. Um, Advil does it a lot. Tylenol does it a lot. Sudafed, I know, does it a lot. Um, and so if the... if he took something for like a headache, then they had changed a background ingredient before that the NHL or the Vegas doctors could find out about it. Um, and he, he took it, then that could still be in his system, but that would still count as taking a performance enhancing drug, even though he yeah. didn't mean to. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, so actually what I started looking up was what is the NHL drug testing, like policy and like all of that. Because, like, those boys do so many fucking drugs. I'm sorry. Oh, yeah. But if it's cocaine or marijuana, it's fine. Yeah. Like, actually, they just, like, privately get mentioned, like, hey, do you need help? And they're like, nah, it's fine. 
Ruin your lives. That's chill. Ruin the integrity of the game. Yeah. But so they get drug tested a minimum of two times um, with no warning. It just the one thing is it can't be on a game day. Uh, One is as a team during training camp. One is as a team during the regular season. And then individual players will be randomly selected for no notice testing during the regular season and playoffs. And if they participate in an orientation um, in the off season, a maximum of 60 players uh, can be tested. Then this is where Nate Schmidt got tested. So he literally got like the bad luck of the draw in the off season, which is when you're supposed to get it. But, um, and then the last guy that was suspended for PEDS was Jared Tenorti in March of 2016. I forgot about Jared Tenorti. And then his career ended. Yeah. Well, Tenor wasn't a good player to start out with. Yeah, yeah so. let's say, like, I don't think Nate Schmidt's career is going to end. I think really? he's, like, I think Nate people... Me. Sorry. Sorry. <laughs> yeah. My favorite thing was, like, when people said it and they're, like, and, like, as we said, they're, like, but he doesn't look any bigger! i think it was i think it was uh peter blackburn goes i always took nate schmidt for more of a shrooms person yes oh my god god he has that face doesn't he he looks like a fucking cartoon character yeah he looks like a fucking who framed roger rabbit character that's the movie i was trying to come up with the movie and say that (laughs) (laughs) sorry i beat you to it but like, okay, so when they, like, randomly select players in, like, the MLB, it's, like, a kid who doesn't hit home runs starts hitting home runs. Or, like, Trevor Story last year, who, like, came on and, like, hit, like, 20 home runs in a row. Like, it was fucking ridiculous. Like, you know that kid was peeing in a cup every night. How do they pick in the NHL? Is it, like, Austin Matthews scores four goals in his debut, peeing in a <laughs> cup? Like, how do they, like, how do they tell, like, what are, what do you, like, what changes in a game? Because, like, PEDs, like, they don't make you better at hockey. Like, hockey is such, like, a finesse sport. They make you more powerful. So it's obvious in baseball. Like, I don't know how it would be obvious in hockey. I have no idea. It didn't say that in, like, the NHL, like, rule book. <laughs> um, like, it could just be, like, genuinely random as much as, like, randomness doesn't exist. Also, though, I assume if, like, suddenly, like, like their what they're lifting goes up or like if their shot suddenly gets a lot harder or something but that's not something that they're super like monitoring unless you're like fucking colt pareko they're not going to be moderate <laughs> monitoring like if your shot per, like if your um shot speed is going up my husband would never do peds how dare you <laughs> who said he would i was just i was saying that they're not monitoring your like your how many oh yeah i want to say listen i'm the blues fan i'm the one who hears every other game like how hard he's hitting that was the point i was making <laughs> Not whether they're going to test him for fucking drugs. Wait, um, what was I going to say? <laughs> Shit. Oh, the hockey coaches always want their players to get, like, thicker. Like, they like beefy boys, like I do. So, they're like, I don't, like. You know, it, they just go and they, like, keep looking like, thighs, thighs. You have chicken legs. Do something about it. Yeah, thighs, so, like, thighs. So, does that pressure of, like, the beefy boy, <laughs> like, make players want to do <laughs> Stop! Make players more inclined to do PEDs. That's the title of this uh of this episode, by the way, Beefy Boys. <laughs> boys is B-O-I-C, Beefy Boys. <laughs> and again, hell cat hair. <laughs> Answer the question! 
I don't know. I'm too busy laughing at you. At them. It's calling them. Oh. I hate you all. All I could think about is you said chicken legs. And then I was like, but what about Evgeny Malkin? I just can't, like, think of Sarah not saying that Tyler Sagan has a fish face with chicken legs. He's official. He's official chicken legs. And that's okay. what I was thinking. I was like, oh, no, poor Tyler Sagan. We talk about Tyler Sagan too much on this podcast, I've noticed. But <laughs> how is he the ugly sibling in his family? Right? Like, oh, because girls are statistically more attractive than guys. <laughs> True. Yeah, but he's I so mean, pretty. I mean, you... <laughs> You guys both like girls, so I'm like talking to the wrong people about this. Oh, the I right like people. Boys, don't oh worry. no, I mean like objectively, girls are more attractive than guys. Let's be real. Like, I don't know if it's. I think part of it's just guys just don't know how to present themselves. Like, like, I feel like Tyler Singen does. He I does, know. but he also like he is one of the people who has like his face like. Some people just aren't always great in pictures. Sometimes you just got, like, awkward angles. Because one of those things, he does look attractive most of the time, but sometimes they, like, take a picture of him at just the wrong angle, and his face looks like a fish. I had that problem. Sometimes you just get hit at the wrong angle, and you look fucking weird. Whatever it is, good job, Jackie. You did good. You made some gorgeous (laughs) kids, Jack. So I want to go back to the pets for a second. Oh, yeah. (laughs) Because this reminds me of a certain young Swedish man who was not allowed to play in the gold medal games in Sochi because he took Zyrtec D. It was Nicholas Backstrom, almost lost his silver medal, was not allowed to play in the gold medal game because he took allergy medication. Oh my god, that's bullshit. Because they changed the formula and he had to like fight it before they would actually give him his silver medal. Can we talk about how you you said that was in Sochi? Yeah. Yeah. Can we talk about how, like, well, I don't, like, I fucking don't remember Sochi. I just remember, like, all of the scandal afterwards. I'm just like, can we talk about how, like, you know, Backstrom is having issues with allergy medication when half of, like, the Russian athletes lost their fucking medals. Yeah. Whatever, they got them back. Most of them. Some of them. A lot of them weren't even allowed to compete this year. That's true. That's why Russia didn't have a team. It was the Olympic athletes of Russia. Yeah. Like, Maybe yeah, a lot of them Vladimir Putin should stop putting PEDs in their water. If Nate Schmidt was Russian, I would be more concerned about this, but he's not. Exactly. He's just a nice... Uh, nice maybe character. he's trying to turn into an actual cartoon character. <laughs> maybe. Um, speaking of drugs, uh, the the... NHL trusted hockey men who did a lot of them in the 80s are now saying that junior players shouldn't talk about Fortnite because <laughs> it's a distraction when they did cocaine up their butts. Potentially, literally. Okay, but- one, fucking you. Two, this is just Fortnite related, but like, I if I don't start seeing fucking juniors and like young prospect players doing Fortnite sellies, I'm going to be very disappointed in the youth of today because you're not doing one of those stupid ass Fortnite dances that me at a video game store has to see like eight to like 14 year olds do in the fucking checkout line. 
Then I want to see what flossing is. Is that where that came from? Yeah, flossing is a Fortnite dance, and there's also one where there's also a cowboy one. I know because I saw I saw like a a 15 year old do it like two weeks ago, and he's like, yeah, I can't do the Fortnite dance, and I'm like, oh right. But yeah, so in Fortnite, for people who don't know, gonna give you a little rundown because I actually do play Fortnite. Because yes, I'm that bitch. Um, so. Like, there's a lot of things you can do to customize your avatar, and so you have emotes, and so sometimes it's just spray painting a wall, but a lot of them are dances that you can either buy or that you can earn, and so flossing is the most, like, common one. Well, it's not even the most common one. It's the one that got popular. Um, The one that's most common is, um, looks kind of like a running man, but most white boys can't do it, so you're not going to see them doing it, but there's a couple, like, you can, like, literally, like, win emotes so that when you shoot someone... You can do this fucking, your character can do this dance. And that's why all these fucking like middle schoolers have started doing like, they basically are doing in real life sellies. Not in real life, but like off the ice sellies, but they're like dance, but they're like stupid like dances that they can't actually do. This is the challenge at Austin Matthews. <laughs> Austin Matthews and Mitch Marner, Selly and Fortnite Selly on the ice challenge because they are the most likely to do it. Yeah, I mean, they've been playing Fortnite since like last fall, so. Yeah, but Austin with the spinning point, I think he is the most likely to like pull out a Fortnite celly. Oh, oh yeah, no, the two of them would definitely do a Fortnite celly. I'm just saying, like, and Lily Merlo's not there to murder them anymore. Oh, True. Like Kyle Dubas would be like, sick, bro. <laughs> <laughs> Kyle I hate to that... do it with them. He would just be doing it up in the. That's. Kyle I have... Dubas is like a fucking like middle school teacher who's trying to be cool, and I kind of hate it. <laughs> Um, Kyle Dubas is the cool middle school teacher. I don't know what you're talking about. He is cool. Okay. Uh, it's one of those things that, like, on the one hand, yes, but also, like, my secondhand embarrassment is, like, you need to calm the fuck down, bro. We get it. You wanted to be a hockey bro and you couldn't, so now you're just in charge of them. We get it. But he'd be, like, he'd be cool, like, I don't know, he's, like, cool, but he'd be cooler if he didn't, like, try. Like, he's cooler when he's, like, hiring women and not yeah like... true yeah that's the thing it's like one of those things where i think he knows he fits the bill so he's trying to be that type of thing but it's like just calm down you're a little too young to be trying to so hard to be the cool like middle school teacher yeah like he's cool when he's hiring women he's not as cool when he's tweeting about mac miller <laughs> like no he's not uh i mean he's only like the... 30 He's like 32. True. Which is why I say like hit middle school teacher and not like your uncle try and connect with you on a family vacation. No, like he's like obviously like he's like like we could connect if you stop trying so hard. Yeah. That's why it's like if you wanted to go and get like white girl wasted with us, like that'd be fine. But like you're not like you're not actually that much older than all these guys. You can stop. But, okay, the people that are older, let's get back to the point that I tried to bring up originally. Sorry. (laughs) um, So all these, like, trusted hockey guys are like, if you want to be taken seriously in the NHL, you need to stop playing Fortnite and stop going to museums, Dougie Hamilton, and start going to bars and focus on hockey or whatever. But, like, that's so dumb. I'm sorry. Can we talk about how, like, no disrespect to, like, the greats of, like, times past, but, like, it takes so much more work to be an elite oh, yeah. player now they don't if they want if all these kids want to take a break and play Fortnite for six hours 
then let them like take a break and be a normal teenager play Fortnite for six hours considering that this becomes their job at like like at a young age and, and they're doing to- it together it's not like it's something yeah. that you do so- like by yourself like this is something that they do together and they bond as a team and it's something that you don't have to all speak the same language for because a lot of these kids don't know english when they come over at 14 so like yeah it's cool that like this is something that's bonding them together and it's something they can play and it's something that's going across all these teams and like i'm sure like if they were all playing nhl like whatever they they would care less but like i don't understand it because one kid got addicted like relax i mean one kid could like i guarantee there was some other kid who got addicted to fucking call of duty like honestly like as someone who's they all got addicted to cocaine sammy (laughs) no i know i know about that I understand that. I'm just saying, like, from the, like, res- from the perspective... I was trying to make the point of from the perspective of, like, ignoring the fact that all these guys were cokeheads. Ignoring that fact. Because, like, the whole Fortnite pushback is kind of funny because it's not just, like, the like the NHL Hall of Famers that are, like, pushing back against it. This is literally anyone over the age of 30 is suddenly, like, this is some terrible thing. It's like, no... It's a free first per it's a free first person shooter. No, it's not even a first person shooter. I think it's third person. It's a free video game that literally anyone can play that like you don't have to pay for. So literally anyone can play it. It's very cartoonish. It's honestly not that hard to learn how to play. Like, and you can do it either like like you can do it one v everyone, or you can do squads, you can do fifty versus fifty. It's a very versatile game that's has easy access and it's an easy bonding thing. So a lot of kids are playing it. It's fun and it's packaged in this fun bright colorful package that you can do because it's very cartoonish so like yeah people are getting into it but like because it's the next big like millennial and gen z fad old people hate it like that's that's kind of my point is like it's like really like even ignoring the fact that these guys are fucking hypocrites about and do like are getting we're getting addicted to way worse things because yes that is also a point but just like fortnite in general like people are just like really complaining for no reason. They're just complaining because kids are having fun. Yeah, but that seems to be the MO now. It is, but it's just one of those things where, I I guess for me, it's frustrating because I work in a video game store, so I deal with this every single day. And I'm just like, yes, I know a lot of kids play Fortnite. I play Fortnite too. No, we don't have anything but posters. Yes, it is free. No, it is not that big of a deal. I understand that you want them to play a game that's not Fortnite, but Fortnite is free and they can play it with all of their friends. <laughs> Please See, stop uh, complaining about it. All the children I interact with are Amish, so we don't have those <laughs> conversations. Um, yeah. I actually am a teacher. of. Uh, I teach a Saturday class for 16-year-olds, and I hear so much crap about Fortnite, but my big thing with like the very idea of telling them not to pretend they're not playing it is they're telling a bunch of 16 year old boys to not play video games or to pretend to not play video games i deal with 16 year old boys for six hours every saturday it's impossible try to tell like mo half the people in our generation and in gen z not to play any sort of video game like Mm -hmm. I'm also like, do they forget that like video games were invented by their generation? Atari came out in the seventies, so did the Odyssey. I don't I don't know. I literally just had a like I just literally had an hour long conversation with a retired guy about all the video game systems he has and how since he retired he does nothing but play video games. Respect. So <laughs> respect. <laughs> yeah. 
that was fun. All right, let's get into actual things. We are we are four weeks to hockey season, and there are four divisions. So we're gonna do little previews each week of each division. And first up, because Kelsey and I are both here, we decided to do the Metro. Um, we're gonna go in reverse order of how well they did. So Iris and the Rangers. Iris is here, by the way, guys. She just popped in after her volleyball game. Um, Iris, do you want to talk about the Rangers? Yes, I do. <laughs> um, so coming from the one who mostly watches the Central, um. I actually have to pay attention to the Metro now. So here we go. <laughs> Bear with me. Uh, so first of all, the Rangers finished this past season with 77 points, which was a good 20 points behind New Jersey, uh, who had 97 Yikes. points just to get into the playoffs. Um, so hopefully that doesn't happen again. Uh, but they are in the middle of a rebuild. So no guarantees that they will make playoffs next year. Um, if anything, I would say not to have your hopes up for a while um they have new coach david quinn who was uh the former head coach at bu and of course we don't really know how that's gonna go yet because we're not in season yet but uh it seems to be good just based off of um just like articles that have been coming out about uh quinn talking with players just like getting a feel of the room uh also like literally every other team the group is getting younger so it's pretty much guaranteed that uh Elias Anderson and Philip Cheadle 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 sure sure yeah. <laughs> I don't know how to pronounce it Don Cheadle <laughs> no <laughs> sure maybe <laughs> we'll play um with the Rangers probably for the full season because they were called up from the Hartford Wolf Pack last season. Uh, but the question is really how soon can they start playing with the Rangers? Um, also, we have... There have been talks about either Kevin Hayes or Matt Zuccarello or both of them eventually being traded this season or at the end of this season. But... Probably not until I feel like it probably wouldn't happen until the summer um, unless a really good deal came around towards trade deadline. Um, and I would say the process of getting back into the playoffs could be a little bit faster if uh, the Rangers could just make Henrik Lundqvist's life a little bit easier um, on defense. And I say my prediction is between like 85 and 90 points this season, but no playoffs. Um, That's all I get. The, they got two draft picks. Is there any word on them making the team out of camp, or are they most likely going back to the to major juniors? Um, I From what I was looking at, haven't heard any like big news on them, so it seems like they would probably just be in juniors. Okay. Um, and then my other question is, did they make any acquisitions to help with the defense this summer? Or are they just kind of hoping that Brady Shea can do it himself? <laughs> um, I, pro- hmm. I actually couldn't find, 
acquisitions because I was literally just about to go to my volleyball game. Oh, you're fine. This. But, uh, yeah, that's what I've got. I'm sorry. It's okay, Iris. I'm pretty much in the same boat. I didn't have time until like three hours ago to do any of this. Um, so basically the Rangers are fucked is what I'm hearing. For now. For now. For now. I mean, I think, I think that the Rangers fans like know this is coming. I think that the Rangers did the right thing last year in writing the letter. Oh yeah. Being, yeah, for sure. Pain is here. Pain is coming. Please stick with us. It's just a shame that they're going to waste Hank, but Hank kind of asked for it. Like he said, he wasn't going anywhere. Yeah, he said he's going to stay. Uh, plus it's good that they like traded a bunch of big pieces, like as soon as they put out that letter instead of like maybe waiting until the season was over because I feel like it'd be a harder adjustment going into the next season but uh yeah I feel like we've all kind of been used to the rebuild happening for a while now so like whatever they do from here on out especially with a new coach I think it wouldn't be like it I don't think it could go very badly um yeah Next up are the Islanders. Okay. So the big thing that literally everyone knows about is John Tavares is gone. He went to Toronto. Um, and that leaves like a disgusting hole in everything in um, Long Island. And everyone's real sad about it. I bet. Uh, they also lost um, Amon McAdams. That's how I'm going with his first name. He's a Eamon. goalie. Eamon. Eamon. Eamon? I don't know. I matched with him on Tinder the other day. It was very exciting. Uh, um, but he is. Uh, he wasn't even their backup, and he went to Toronto. And he's like Toronto's like ninth goalie. Sammy, are you okay? She's laughing at me. <laughs> Sorry, we like met eyes on, on camera and just lost it. <laughs> you just couldn't see Gabby. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, you were talking. Um, and they also lost Calvin DeHaan. Who, um, either he went to either Calgary or Carolina, and I don't remember which one. Carolina. 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 And he left kind of a big hole in their decor because they don't have a decor. And in, where isn't there a hole in in the Islanders right now? Um, the ice, I hope. <laughs> you know, there there isn't know. one that you can see through. Funny enough, they kind of ha- do have a hole in their ice because they're spending half their time in Barclays and half their time in NCYB Live. Oh. Oh, I was hoping you were gonna say there's gonna be a hole because like like you just have like the GM just like he cut a hole in the ice and he's like ice fishing for more players and then oh, like, and some ice. <laughs> um, but the people they got back or the people they got they got back Matt, Matt Martin. Um, so they're gonna have a disgusting fourth line again. They got Leo Kamara. Wow, that's exactly what you want—a good fourth line. I mean. The yeah. best fourth line in the league. They've had the best fourth line in the league for like six years. That means uh, nothing, Kelsey. It's true, though. It's true, though. It means um, something when you have like 
good top lines, but not a good, I almost said bottom line, fourth <laughs> line, but you can't just have a fourth line. I only make that point because the whole problem with the Blues is that we had, like, we didn't have good, we didn't have a, de- a good enough third and fourth line. That's why we keep fucking mm. failing. But, like, also, you can't just have the fourth line. This isn't a fucking movie. Okay, they also, they do have an okay first line, that if the first line was the second line, it would be disgusting. True. They had that really... Trying to golden knights his way into a Stanley Cup final. Like, I'm gonna get to that. I'm gonna get to that. Okay. Um, They also have Leo Komarov, also from Toronto. Um, they have it. Robin Lanier. Lanier. He's a he's a goalie from the Sabers. Laner. Laner. Um, he's, he's the crazy one. Yeah. He's <laughs> potentially going to be their starter. And they got good old Barrel Trotz as their coach now, and Lou Lamorello as their GM. So <laughs> they can't do any fun things anymore because Lou's here. And they all have to shave. Um, so full time is going to be the best t- Taves, uh, Devin Taves, no relation to Jonathan. Um, he was injured last year. He would have been full time last year. Okay, I have Josh Hosang as both full time and in the AHL because they hate Josh Hosang, and I love him. And also, um, <laughs> well, the old management hated Josh Hosang. We don't know how the new management that, feels. I feel like. I have that down, where it's like, I feel like uh, Barry Trotz and Lou are going to give him more of a shot. So I think he's starting in the AHL, but he's going to meander his way up. And last year was really disappointing. So in 22 games in AHL, he was averaging 0.55 points per game on a track for 45 points. Um, But they put him back down, uh, so unproducing vets could come through only they didn't come through and (laughs) then when he was put on the AHL he was put on the fourth line and they tried to make in uh, Bridgeport which is actually just right across the the sound from me and so they tried to make a defensive hard-hitting player but he doesn't he doesn't do that so he was pissed off and unproducing. And I like to think that Trotz isn't going to do him dirty like this anymore. So, yeah. And then speaking of that, um, I'm really mad that he's not going to be 66 anymore because Lou Lamarillo hates me. And he hates fun. <laughs> that's, oh my God. That's I, my most popular. Okay. So I had like that thread. My two most popular ones were, well, three. One was the Anaheim, playing Anaheim Ducks, Ryan's being a little bitch. There's the Connor McDavid, um, you can't ask me to do all of this. People loved the one where it's like uh, uh, Penn's fans when Josh Hosang wore 66. Identity theft isn't a joke, Jim. <laughs> <laughs> Penn's fans make me fucking tired. They really do. I just want to um, Josh Hosang come to Philly and wear 66 and piss off every Penn's fan that has ever lived. Because if there's two things that Penn's fans hate, it's the Philadelphia Flyers and people who wear 66. <laughs> My thing was I wanted him, I wanted Josh Hosang to come to Washington and wear 66 and piss off the Penn's fans. Actually, we don't, we don't need him. You guys need him. He can go to you. We do need him. 
We're good. Um, we have enough talent in the prospect pool. Um, guys, we're playing full time, which is Valtteri Filipula. Fox Filipula. Filipula. Um. Okay. So I got a lot of issues with this because for some reason he has a no trade agreement clause. Because it's one year, and you're not going to get anything from him anyway. Make him feel better. Give it to him. I still got a problem with it, though. Uh, yeah, it's so dumb, but, like, whatever, it's a year. Yeah. I was just looking at this, like, why Why does this man who doesn't do anything, who kind of looks like Draco, like an off-brand Draco Malfoy, yes! have a no-trade agreement clause? Like, okay. why? So I'll tell you exactly why. Because when uh, Ron Hextall was doing exit interviews, they asked him about who's going to be your 3C. Um, because obviously Sean Couturier, Nolan Patrick, Valtteri Fulpola was leaving. And he said, if we can't find one, meaning John Tavares or one of the other ones available, Paul Stastny, we will consider bringing Val back. Obviously, that didn't happen. We spent our money on JVR, and I'm so happy it didn't happen. But that vote of confidence of... Maybe we we would uh, we would love to have him. I think wasn't for flyers. I think it was. Hey, this is a really good guy. He was our alternate captain this year for some fucking reason. Um, give him money. Somebody take him. He's a good guy. He's a good player. He's not a good player. He's a decent guy, but he's not a good player. Okay. Um, they need some leadership in the. They need some younger leadership in the locker room. So yeah. Because the Islanders are all, like, 38. And I'm just like, well, they're 38 or they're, like, 19. Yeah. Or they're Jordan Everly. That's the only... <laughs> who's leaving? Who's, who's... If they don't do some nonsense, he's gone. Okay, so the AHL, they have uh, Noah Dobson, who was ranked in the, I think, 21 on the top 50 rookies um, prospects. Maybe Josh saying because... He's probably going to start down there because he did so terrible last year uh, in the AHL. So they're super deep. They're ranked like fifth by the athletic. Um, and then Wallstrom is definitely going to get his moment. He's definitely, I wouldn't be surprised if he made the jump next year. Um, some questions is Dennis Seidenberg, who played for the Islanders, just signed a PTL. So, it's going to be interesting to see how that goes. Josh was saying, because there's every, all of the questions about him. The goalie situation, because they have uh, Grice or Grease right now, and then they also have um, Lenher? Laner. Laner. Um, just who's going to be their starter? Who's going to. Are they going to go and search for another goalie? Um, and then the rookies, because what's happening with them? And then, of course, is Matt Barzell going to do some nonsense? Um, nonsense. It's going to be some nonsense. So the storyline is, you know, can we prove John Tavares wrong? Can Lou have the same success that he just had in Toronto? Can Trotz have the same success he just had in Washington? Um, Who is the storyline offender? Yeah. Hot take, Barry Trotz was not totally successful in Washington. No, he definitely wasn't, but, like, that's what a lot of people are seeing as, oh, well, he just won the cup, so... Um, And then expectations, and these are the professional expectations. Everyone's saying bottom six, no chance of the playoffs, lottery team at the gate, all the uh, 
you know hockey men are saying this. All the fans are saying this. I've talked to a bunch of Islanders fans literally last night while I was writing this out, asking them, like, what do you think? My prediction is very different because I'm not saying we're going to win the Cup or some other nonsense. But if we learned anything from the Las Vegas Golden Knights is spite is a great motivator. And I think if Everly and Barzell become the this season's Taylor Halls and Cross and Lou work some magic um, and everything just sort of works out well, I wouldn't count them out to fight for a playoff spot. It's a lot of what ifs, but as a Caps fan, I know Beryl Trotz believes very heavily in the hockey gods and like all the stars perfectly aligning. Maybe if they land Panarin or Carlson, they're going to actually be something, but I don't know. And then something I just want to add that didn't really fit here anywhere is um, in the this guy who's not in the AHL right now, he was a 2014 draft pick, Ilya Sorokin. He's a gold medalist with the OAR, and he was drafted uh, 2014, and he remained in Russia. But if the Islanders can do some shit, he might be coming over next year, and that would potentially solve their goalie problem because he is really, really good. So yeah, that's the Islanders. I have faith. No one else does. Um, they. I'm gonna ask the same question I asked about the Rangers with their their two draft picks that they picked. Is there any word on them? Um, potentially. What's the the guy's name? Um, the one that was picked twelfth. I can't remember his name right now. I have literally have him written down as the one who was picked 12. Um, he might make the jump into the AHL this year, but they're not sure yet. So rookie camp is going on right now. And if he can do some some nonsense, if he can like pull through, then there's a chance he'll be in the AHL. If not, he'll be going back to the WHL. Okay. Um. Yeah. Next up, uh, Sammy. How are our Carolina Hurricanes doing? Oh, dear fucking God. Okay. So, the as pretty much everyone has, like, at least mar- partially been following this just because the Hurricanes have basically just decided to set fire to the entire roster, except for, except for Aho, who, if you look at any of the Hurricanes, even just, like, their articles... 50 like no 60 percent of it is about Sebastian Aho because not that I don't love Sebastian Aho but for whatever reason they decided he's he is the guy the hurricane um so of course like everyone knows they traded away Noah Hannafin Jess Skinner Lindholm they even got rid of Cam Ward which was a weird fucking move considering how badly Scott Darling did last year not that I don't like Scott Darling but he did very very bad last year and then they signed Peter Mrazek, who <laughs> also is a fucking train wreck. Like, this whole thing has just been a mess. They've gotten some decent people. Like, they got Doogie Hamilton. Um, they all- what the fuck? Doogie, <laughs> who the fuck his name is? I don't fucking care, okay? We He's know not I- a child doctor, Sammy. <laughs> He's a grown-ass man. What the shit? Call note keeps turning off my recording. Like I just started recording again and it turned off. You can't off. change tabs. I didn't change tabs. Oh fuck. Oh no. 
It's oh, just no. turning it off. All right. I turned it back on again, but because right. like, I say, I don't think I changed tabs. I think it just did it, but whatever. Whatever. I'll just be fucked for life. Okay. Should, I just, should I just keep going where I left off? Yeah, Iris has got you. Okay. Um, isn't Kelsey using call note too? Yeah. No. Okay. Um. So they've got Dougie Hamilton because I can't I can't pronounce anything. We know this about me by now. I don't know why you guys are surprised anymore. Um. They also got another winger in for land, and they also got more defenseman Dehan. Like they've got a couple good people, but honestly, most of it, most of what is going to be key for them in the coming years as they're doing this rebuild is their prospect pool because they actually, from what I've looked into, they've got a really actually a really fucking good prospect pool it's just that like most of them aren't ready yet mm-hmm. so um such is obviously going to be called up that's there's very little question about that they also are pretty sure that um now that they've gotten rid of so many people that zykov is um who has played who did okay in the couple games he played um when he was called up, who's also a winger, is going to be called up because their winger pool is really low now. And then for the and then they also got Cliff Pooh, who hasn't played out of juniors yet, but he did he's been doing decent in juniors. So he's probably gonna be in the NHL. They've got a bunch of people like coming over from overseas that they like are going into the NHL first. Like, I can't say this guy's name. Nettle Jakovic? Sure. And Nikas, who one article loved to point out was an anagram of Keynes. Um, and then pretty much everyone is a question mark, unfortunately, except for Aho. Like, honestly, I don't know what to say about the Hurricanes because it's mainly just been like, okay, pretty much everyone is sure they're going to suck this year. Hopefully they'll make the playoffs next year. And no one knows what the team is going to look like from one day to the next, like, I will say they have probably one of the best defensive cores in the in the league right now. They can't score for shit, but their defense is insane. Huh. Yeah, they've like yeah, even with trading away Hannafin like and others like they, they got do. Dougie Hamilton. I was just about to say who they traded for was really good. Like they've been trading for good people, and then was um and then people are pretty sure Suchnikov is also going to be part of their t- or he's not a defenseman. He's a forward. I don't know why, but. Oh my god, I'm so tired, guys. I'm sorry. Hold on, I'm pulling uh, up the Carolina Hurricanes defensive core right now. Um, Slavin, Folk, Calvin DeHaan, Dougie Hamilton, Hayden Fleury, Brett Pesci. That is yeah. a very good defensive core. Yeah, they do have a good defensive core again. Like they're like, and they've got a lot of really good prospects for like their forwards and shit. It's just most of them like are going to need to have at least a, at least like part of a season, if not like a year in the AHL to transition. Because most of them are, like, they're doing really good for their age, and they've got a lot of fucking potential. But, uh, like, the only... And the goalie situation is also trash. Because yes. they got ri- they got rid of their one, their one like, main stand, which is Cam Ward. Scott Darling was really good before he came to the Canes, but the Canes are cursed and can't fucking do anything well with their goalies. So Scott Darling had the worst year he's ever had last year. But re-signed him and let Cam Ward be a UFA and then signed Peter Mrazek because that was a fucking good idea. They do have, um, um, I think the guy, N- Nadolkovic, whatever his name is, 
um, is actually a goalie, and he's apparently supposed to be a pretty good goalie. He just has only played one NHL game. So I'm uh, hoping that they're going... And he's been doing... He's part of the reason they, the Checkers he went to the playoffs last year. So hope... But he's just like 22 and he's tiny. So, One thing I will say about Peter Morazic is that when he's a backup, he's better. Like, yeah. before Neuberth and Elliot got hurt, like, everybody loved Peter Morazic. And then we had to watch him every night and we're like, oh, God. But yeah, I think I just, as a backup, he'll be fine. It's just if Scott Darling can't pull his head out of his ass, the games are fucked. Yeah, because then they're going to have to make Morazic their starter and then it's it's going to suck. I do think that um, with this baby goalie who I can't pronounce his name... Um, like, as long as they, like, start bringing him up into the NHL more, like, and make him more of a backup, because he probably will be able to be a starter eventually, because, he, again, he's, like, 22. He's very young for a goalie. But, like, so they do have that going for him. It's just the problem is that, like, aside from their defensemen, like, yes, they have all these good young prospects, but none of them are ready. Yeah. Like, they don't have any, they don't, like, have anyone for, like, this transition period. That's, like, the issue this year. So, like, a lot of fans are pretty sure they're not going to make playoffs like some like the projections are kind of weird because a lot of them like are like oh they'll make playoffs or they'll make playoffs next year but like most fans really aren't feeling that did you see that the canes did the most hockey thing to ever hockey yes the grit and grind i meant to write that i was so tempted to put one of their storylines as the grit and grind but i was like no i don't need to do that what does that actually mean like can someone translate this okay so (laughs) the carolina hurricanes released their training camp schedule and it's like it's like 8 to 10.30 team grit practice, 10.30 to 12 team grind practice. And so it looks like they're practicing grit and grind. I think what it really is is that they split into two teams. Oh, yeah, that's is what it is. It is? Oh. But yeah, he- I looked up. They were talking about it. That they like the two, te- the two teams that are, like, that are playing are the team grit and team grind because they apparently wanted to get more stories that weren't about I don't know, maybe more stories that weren't about, like, all the weird shit going on. Yeah, considering they yeah. also completely gutted, like, the ownership, the like, the coaching staff, the fucking managerial staff. Like, yeah, it's... but so it looks like they're gonna practice, like, running into trees and shit. Like, <laughs> that would be fun! Run! run. Wild but it's, literally, it. it's really just, like, they split into two teams. At Hurricanes, we have a great new training program for you. Uh... It's just the montage from Mulan. <laughs> <laughs> That's what they're doing in training camp. God, you know, they can only hope to be that to be that awesome. But yeah, to be fair, like my only two storylines for them were basically just out with the old and in with the new, but also because you have to make a hurricane joke in the eye of the hurricane because there's gonna be a lot of <laughs> chaos there. It's gonna be it's gonna be fun. But yeah, it's it's one of those things. They're probably gonna suck for at least another year, if not two. But they, as long as they keep on, as long as they manage to develop their prospects properly, they genuinely could be a pretty good team in a couple of years. Yeah, it's gonna be shaky for a little bit, but I think they yeah they, they have a better trajectory than the Rangers or the Islanders. I think at this point. Yeah, like their trajectory is good. It's just one of those things where it's like I think also. They're going to have to, and this is not with the players, but I think they're going to have to, like, the, their, like, marketing is going to have to, like, do stu- do something to restore the faith fans have in them because, just because, like, with all the trades and stuff and all these people who they, like, you, they, they thought they were going to stick behind, they trade, they suddenly were like, we're shopping them, we're trading them away. That's, there's going to be some issues with that. Um, yeah. All right. Are we good to move? Yeah. 
as people have customs for me, which I doubt they do. Uh, hmm. Oh, wait. Um, so you know how uh, you shared that one quote from uh, Brenda Moore that was like, well, kind of about Skinner, but like not, not really, kind of about just like who they want on the team. Going oh my god, they like, they like destroyed Skinner. I they know, like, you ran over him with a truck. Get out of here! <laughs> I'm like, what? So it, what happened? <laughs> like, what was the quote? The quote was basically like, "We got rid of Skinner because he's not the kind of guy that we want on our team." And I'm like, "Rod, what you doing? You got a bod but no brain." <laughs> Why would they not want Skinner on the team? He's one of their leaders. He doesn't really ride, Sammy. <laughs> Listen, we know that he is a bit too fast in bed, but that so he's bad to <laughs> drive. But like on the ice, Love on Skinner. the ice. Oh my god! Listen, if they Sammy, we are a serious podcast, <laughs> <laughs> shut the fuck up, you liar. Listen, if he can't pr- if he can't perform in bed, his stamina's bad. Then obviously we get him onto the ice. We need manly men. I don't know what other excuse they'd have for saying that he's not the type of guy he wants him. Like he actually is optimistic. He still has hope in life. He's one of their That's top right. producers. He's one of their leadership. Like, please tell me where where it was. What did he do? Like, sorry, I'm a Jeff Skinner Sam, but I'm also just kind of like where. Where did this disconnect happen? This is like when they said they weren't, they had no desire to trade away Hannafin and then suddenly fucking traded him away at the draft instead of trading away Skinner. Guess what? Yeah. Hockey men are liars. Wow, really? Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, men, men are liars in general, but still. <laughs> True. <laughs> All right. Now we'll go on to the devil. <laughs> weren't we already there? <laughs> <laughs> wow. Um. <laughs> I was talking about myself, but oh, I thought you were speaking for all of us, and I was like, um... "Well, I mean, if you guys want to claim the label too, but I'm the one who's most often called a demon, so <laughs> I'm just, I'm just appealing to my brand." Mm. Yes, but continue. Special brand, okay. Um, here we go. So, the devils. Uh, so we all know that the devils can't rely on Taylor Hall to carry them into the playoffs again. Uh, one hit wonder (laughs) and this season I say the biggest question for the Devils as a bubble team are can they move into the postseason again and how long will it take for them to move from like a bubble team to like a real consistent playoff contender Um, as far as what they've been doing over the summer I thought I just wasn't paying attention to them because I mostly check on the abs, but they just weren't doing that much to begin with. So, um, not very many, uh, people re-signing or, like, no big moves, really, um, in terms of, like, something that would, like, change the whole lineup. So they must be focusing on, like, reworking things with the pieces they already have, um, in order to produce more depth scoring um but with hall having surgery in the off season and with nico Hishier 
finally like resting his wrist that he was playing all 82 <laughs> games with plus playoff games with it being injured um hopefully that helps to produce more um even though they don't really show any signs of slowing down obviously um but as far as major injuries go uh their main goalie Corey schneider had hip surgery and looks like he probably will not be back to start the season so looks like it'll be keith kincaid and eddie lack and as long as they can like hold things down in the start of the season then they should be okay hopefully <laughs> um so they're kind of like on the fence i think i feel like things could go either way for the devils but because of carolina uh definitely <laughs> not making it to playoffs at this rate i would say the devils are gonna go to playoffs next year um and as far as prospects go most of them aren't ready this season they'd be ready next season but um they have john quenville who played two games with new jersey this past season and he was playing in the ahl for binghamton so it seems like he'll be up this year as well as <coughs> excuse me um as well as my michael mcleod um so that's two of them but everyone else seems like they'll still be playing with their teams before moving up to the nhl um yeah and that's that Um, I missed most of that. So oh, somebody no. else is gonna have to cover. No, I <laughs> I, I left too fast. No, 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 no. I like left for a sec. Oh, okay. So I missed most of it. Oh, so somebody yeah, else does anybody else have questions? Now, so. <laughs> yeah, I got places to be. And my hair's still soaking wet. Is there any um timeline for when the like nine people who were injured or have surgery are gonna be back? So I would say, hmm, I don't really know for sure for Schneider, but probably like even if he doesn't start at the same rate that he did before, he'd probably be in by like November, like probably not October, but November, mid-November. Um, everyone else seems like they can go from the start, except I haven't found a definitive answer for Marcus Johansson. Oh, Joe. So, we'll see. Because he only played 29 games last season. He had two concussions. Yeah. yeah. One of them, I was at the game where he got the concussion. Oh, really? Yeah, it was uh, October 13th. Um, against the the Capitals, actually. <laughs> Y'all um, remember the dates and everything of this. I, I don't remember okay. what the date of the last time I went to a hockey game that. was. Okay, in my defense, it was my birthday. That's why I remember the oh, date. That's okay, well... <laughs> Yeah, let's say I'm like, we have Gabby here who and who half the Flyers fans can name every single game, date, time, period, minute of the period of their favorite no, moments. I can't. <laughs> when you guys were like talking about favorite moments last year, right, okay, you guys all had. 
Yeah, I was like, I vaguely remember this time this player did something. <laughs> you guys have like the game, the date of the game, and then the period, who did it, what was going on. I'm like, okay, I don't know what's so happening. there are like very specific, like, how, like the Flyers last season had like such like we had the ten game losing streak. So yes, I remember exactly what game that stopped. I remember exactly what game TK got put in the first line because that was like our optimal lineup, December twenty third. Like <laughs> I remember wow. the butt goal. Like I remember like certain things so like yeah there are like bookmarks in the season and that's how I split the season up and that's how I remember it yeah it's like no I mean the Blues had a similar thing where it's like we were like top of the league and then we just fell off the boat when Jaden Schwartz got injured but I still don't and remember you know exactly day. you know no, I, no, you know I no because I just know it was the end of November I was busy <laughs> I couldn't tell I'm you. so bad but okay despite being a history major I'm not actually that good with dates guys <laughs> I hate you. Not as advertised. <laughs> you say not as advertised? <laughs> yep. <laughs> Fucking fight me. I'm great at broad con at broad concepts. Uh, listen. You, you know what? Have a conversation with me. We're going to torture you. Talk about the blue jackets. No, wait. No, I'm not ready. <laughs> 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 they didn't even do that much on the off season. Then talk about it. Oh my god, I was not prepared for this at all. And watch I was still looking at prospects. You've um, had a week, Sammy. <laughs> um, I'm pretty sure I signed up, like, in the middle of the week. And keep in mind, I go to school. I have 40 hours of work. I don't have fucking time. I have finals and work this week. Yeah, but I also close. Like, my schedule's really fucking weird, Okay. If I'm not at work or school, I'm sleeping. So running on sleep like I do. Yeah. Yeah. See, I used to do that before I took a year off for depression, and like depression slept so much that I can't do that anymore. Yeah, sucks. Okay, so Blue Jackets. They haven't honestly done a whole lot to change up their roster. Um, like they lost a couple of UFAs, but like, like one of the things like. They were like I've seen people talk about is like that they like actually had the ability to lose the UFAs this year. Like it wasn't a huge deal that they lost like several people because like it just mostly cleared up cap space for them. They actually like have a they like they have a decent team right now. Like they did drop like a lot of places from like their crazy season in twenty um sixteen seventeen when they were third in the league and had like almost broke the Pens win streak or broke broke their record for win streak and then they didn't, which is still pissed about that. Just because I don't want the Pens to have that record, but that's me being petty. Um, but like obviously, like and like the people they lo- like they lost weren't even like super huge names. I mean, they lost. Jack- Everyone knows that Jack Johnson left because he signed that crazy fucking contract with his high school best friend Sidney Crosby. <laughs> um, and they lost like Ian Cole, Latetsu, um, a couple other people. Um, no one really big. Um, and then they said they picked up my husband Anthony Declare. And Riley Nash. Um, but, like, honestly, what the bigger question mark is, is the bigger thing is their question marks, which is, are Panarin and Bobrovsky going to stay after, um, or are they going to leave when they become UFAs next summer? Panarin is, I don't think, is likely to stay. You have um, to I know- trade him. Huh? They have to trade him. You can't let him walk for nothing if you know he's going to yeah. stay. Oh, yeah. 
No, I'm getting to that. <laughs> Sorry. No, like, I actually, that was the thing is, like, a lot of my reading ended up being about Panarin and Bobrovsky, like, because that was, like, I couldn't find a lot about prospects, but, like, the big, because the big storyline right now is what's going to happen to Panarin and Bobrovsky. Mm-hmm. Um, so, like, with Panarin, obviously, he does not want to stay. There's been rumors about him not meshing well with the, um, with the locker room, though, um, some of the interviews, like, for some of the other players sound like he meshed better than originally thought i don't know they they these people talk about um about bob and panarin at the same time so they could have just been trying not to be dicks and single out bob or single out panarin as being an outlier but uh, like panarin of course has already said that he wants to go to the rangers it's just really and panarin like literally like broke records with um the blue jacket so like it'd be i'm guaranteeing that like probably the rangers or other people are trying to get panarin it's just trying to get a deal that he's happy with and that the blue jackets are happy with but um one i but i can't remember who it was if it was like the gm or the assistant gm it was someone on the team um some someone in the front office that was saying that like there's not even a guarantee that Bobrovsky and panarin are going to be starting the season with them then he's not saying he's definitely going to trade him away but he's saying there's no guarantee there's of course discussions with people about it mm-hmm. I think the bigger question mark is if they're going to sign Bob Rossi again. Um, the players obviously want him to stay, um, but there's been no extension signed yet. And Bob Rossi makes a lot of fucking money. And he's still a very, very good goaltender, obviously. Like, he just won the Vizinas recently as last season. Um, and, but, like, he makes almost, he his current contract is almost $8 million a year, which is a lot of fucking money for a 30-year-old goaltender. Um, who, but... The thing is, he's still really good. So it's just the question is, is he going to stay or not? Um, they do have some decent goaltenders in like that are like in the prospects coming up or like in the AHL. Um, if they keep Bobrovsky and just let him go during the UFA season, um, like their third string, Rube would probably be a decent um, backup. But um, he's not exactly even backup ready yet. But they have, they do have a couple of like, pro- they actually have a couple of different goalie prospects. Um, like Maris Lincolns. I can't say his name. I think it's Maris Lincolns. Um, so at least say that this, I don't really, I'm not going to be honest. I don't really know who's going, who's, which of which players are going to be, um, called up full time. I didn't get that far. I didn't have time. But, um, and a lot of, and I, I mean, the, apparently the Cleveland Monsters, which, for y'all who don't know, that's the Blue Jackets AHL team. I want to support them just because they're called the Cleveland Monsters. That's a fucking baller team name. Um, but, like, despite being a, like, a very bad team last year, like, there is a lot about, like, most of the prospect stuff I looked up was about who the Monsters were signing who is going to be good for the monsters next season. Most of it, like when I looked at blue jackets prospect was all about the monsters, about how the monsters were going to do next year, not how the blue jackets were going to do next year, which was very interesting to see. Um, so like, I know that like prospects that are coming, they're probably going to spend, do well in the AHL. Like people like, um, Abramov and you're going to make fun of me. Coolies, coolies, K-O-U-L-E-S. Sure. Cool man. The cool man. Kool-Aid. <laughs> Kool-Aid. Kool-Aid <man. laughs> honestly, like, and honestly, with their expect like storyline, expectation, production, all that stuff. I think really just depends on if they manage to keep Panarin, and if they don't, 
who are they going to trade for? Like that, a lot is going to be riding on that. They obviously have a good defensive core. Like they're not like they're a pretty decent team, but like when you have like when your top scorer like is so on the fence, it's that's going to change a lot about what the year is going to look for them. Yeah, I just think that the our projections now for the Blue Jackets could be totally different in three weeks. And they're a really hard team to talk about, but I think they're such they're gonna be such an interesting team to watch for the next couple months. Oh yeah, definitely. Especially because it's a team that genuinely genuinely has a lot of talent on it. It's just the difficulties of like again with their top player, like or their top offensive player, I should say with their top offensive player being so on the fence, and even with Bob Rowski, like the fact that like, just because he's a UFA who's worth so much money that they might trade him is like, it makes sense from a business standpoint, but me as like not knowing much about the blue jackets coming into this, I was just like, what the fuck is going on? Why would you even consider this? Why haven't you, why haven't you gotten a deal with him yet? And like, obviously the players really want Bob Rowski to stay with a lot of the players. Like there's a quote from Seth Jones wanting like both Bobrovsky and Panarin to stay because they were so intricate to, they were so important to the team. But yeah, yeah Seth Jones will be the only top tier player left if they both leave. Yeah, yeah except for the young players, like oh, and Zachary Wensky. I forgot about and PLD. Oh, I forget about PLD. Also. Yeah, what's that? Like, what do you do? You said that I was like, wait a minute. I'm like, we have PLD. We have Zach Attack. We have like they do have genuine players. Like they're, I think they're heavier like in some ways on like the defense, but like so like if why are they not playing, better? I don't know. I honestly don't know. Injuries, maybe the cannon is going to their head. I don't fucking know. Like that's that's the weird thing is like they dropped from third place to what was it thirteenth place I think or something. Like they had a huge drop and um. Like they're seen as kind of like a middle range good team. They're probably gonna make they're gonna make playoffs. They like might even get to like the second round. But like again, there's no guarantees. And it's again like it's I it was hard to even find information about like what prospects are NHL ready and what what aren't because like they just don't have the space. They don't have the space, and their AHL team apparently like last year was just really bad. Like I think it's gonna be. I think it might be better this year, but like um because it does look like they have like a handful of like they, they're doing they're like both from people they're signing and just from like there are young prospects who are coming up and are going to spend time in their farm system for a little bit before getting called up um and some of that like so i think they have like future depth but it's like yeah it is one of those things where it's just so what's i can't think of the word so dependent on Not like yeah it's so up in the air right now. I can't make expectations or projections. Like, if they do, if they if they trade and make good trades, I think they could definitely go to like at least the second round because they're genuinely a pretty good team. But like again, it's just who knows how that's going to all play out. I mean, for all we know, they could have another fucking crazy year like they did sixteen seventeen. Because yeah. the team, the Blue Jackets were like, I don't know if people remember, like I, but like I don't like they were like really struggling before like Tortorella came. I think. And even a little after Tortorella came for a little while, like, they were really struggling, and they just, yeah, like... you had to be really struggling to hire Tortorella back then. Yeah, but they're <laughs> trying to sign an extension with him now, I think. Yeah, I um, love John Tortorella. Yeah. My angry little man. Tortellini. He just has a lot of feelings. I relate. I relate to that. That's Everybody's praising the football coaches for now speaking, like, back to the media. I'm like, John Tortorella did it first and better. <laughs> Like, if you haven't, if you haven't physically threatened a reporter, I don't want to hear it. 
See, the reason they probably hired him is because he's a physical representation of their goal cannon. <laughs> I'm sorry, I almost made Kelsey choke. I'm so sorry, Kelsey. I could have timed that better. She was taking a drink when I said that. <laughs> I would have been so bad if I spit that out of my computer. <laughs> <laughs> if I could get a spit take from you, that would have been like my life achievement, like at least for the day. <laughs> I, I said that and I was like, wait, wait, like I should have higher goals in life, but also that would have made my day. I'll take being a day achievement. Yeah. Uh, all right. Honestly, like my storyline for them is just final countdown because it's just they're like literally like on a race to see what the fuck's gonna happen to them and if you can't trade those two players like and you can't get something good you're fucked yeah like, like they at least need to trade Panarin because Bobrovsky I think they could if they work out the right contract with him they could at least extend him for another year or two it's just working out the right contract for him but they need to trade Panarin because he's not gonna resign Bobrovsky's gonna end up getting a carry price deal <sighs> Yeah, I really hope they don't because I hope like they don't, but I feel like that's what's gonna happen. It might if they can't like if they're um if they're like backup or like some like one of the like younger goalies doesn't suddenly like kick down the door and be like I'm gonna take your crown, then like yeah that's it's or like unless they do some crazy fucking trade. I really hope they don't like pull some batshit crazy trade because as fun as those are, they can also be very stressful, especially in the middle of the season. Yeah. But. Both of them get traded mid game. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> How do you trade a goalie mid game? <laughs> you literally pull him, be like, sorry, bro, throw out your <laughs> fucking backup. And then you have to call your emergency backup because you don't even have your, like, your, you Scott don't have Foster. your. Uh, <laughs> from the ceiling. <laughs> from above. I. Some guy in the front, they, they, no, they give the, they get, they grab some guy from the first row, they open up the glass, <laughs> grab the guy from the first row, so they don't even give them time to change, they just literally take Bobrovsky's pads, oh. put them on him, and, like, throw him in the goal, he just has to lay They're down. In Tampa, it's the guy in the spacesuit, they just stick him out there. <laughs> <laughs> they put the mascot in goal, they put the mascot in goal, that's their backup goalie. Uh, or I put an ice girl in goal. Yes. <laughs> That'd be fun. All right, <laughs> let's talk about the Flyers, because I don't do that enough. <laughs> um, I'm always down. Always down. So, uh, Flyers fans, we can celebrate. Uh, Dave Haxtell lost, like, his favorite toys this offseason. Brandon Manning signed to Chicago. Valtteri Fopola went to the New York Islanders. Peter Mrazek's in Carolina. So now Dave Haxtell is going to be forced to use the talented kids in the ways that we want and the ways that Ron Haxtell intended. Um Ron Hextall, like, sent a message this summer to Dave that, like, here is this talent. There are no more excuses for mediocrity. If we are not good, no it is because of you. And with that and with the offseason reacquisition of James and Reemstein, he's kind of saying, like, we are no longer two years away from being two years away. Like, it is go time, guys. And so we it's it's time to really get excited about the Flyers again. So along with the acquisition of JBR from Toronto, which just makes me so happy inside, guys, it just fills me with joy. He's home where he belongs, and Johnny Hockey is next. Come home. Everybody's going home. John Tavares went to Toronto. JBR came home. Johnny Hockey's next, but that's a whole other thing. Um, 
they're graduating players from the AHL that we can now expect on the roster full time. Uh, the first is Travis Sandheim, who we were teased with last year. Um, he's a defensively responsible, highly skilled scoring left-handed D who um, had such poor PDO last year that it's really the only reason looking at his game that he was sent down to the AHL. He just couldn't get it in the goal. Like he took quality shots. He held his, um, he held his assignments responsibly. It just, it just wasn't happening for him. And as a more offensively touted prospect, Dave Haxall saw no goals. You're going back down. And I just like, I have a lot of issues with that, but hopefully with a better defensive partner than Rekha Gudis and off season working on shooting accuracy, our third best defenseman can prove to Dave Haxall that he belongs in this lineup. Um, the other uh, person graduating from AHL would be Oscar Lindblom, who made serious noise during that push to the playoffs, uh, but fell short against the series of the Pens. You could kind of see that the longer season, those uh, those um, extra games were just kind of wearing on him, the wear and tear on his body coming into the NHL from the AHL. So hopefully um, with a move to the third line from the second line with JVR coming in, playing with the finisher and Wayne Simmons against lower quality competition, the shoot first week and kind of find his footing and excel at the game the way that we know he can. When he went back down to the AHL, he was very, very dominant. And so hopefully that being there and having that offseason, seeing what he needs to work on, along with playing with Wayne Simmons, will help him. Um, and although, like, everybody across the board can kind of agree that the Flyers are now contenders, there are still a lot of questions looking at our roster, the most important of which is our third line center. Because it was Valtteri Fulpla, and even though he wasn't good, he was a body there, and he was a center there. And so fans kind of want to see Morgan Frost, who um, was the point leader in the w- or OHL last year, or uh, Mikhail Vorobiev from the AHL. Um, but Ron Hextall has made it very, very clear that his first choice is Jordan Wheel, who has been a wing for us the past two years. But he was the player required in the Luke Shen trade. Um, you know, Luke Shen, the guy that we traded JVR for. We changed him away to Los Angeles, and we got Jordan Wheel back. So it would kind of be a good fit. Um, he's fast. He has chemistry with Wayne Simmons. He's played with Oscar Limbaugh. It'd be a nice fit, and it would also be a little bit of closure for what Paul Holgram did to us in 2012. Um, the other thing is Wayne Simmons. Um, Wayne Simmons is going to be a UFA at the end of the year, and while Ron Hexel has announced that they've been in contact with his camp, about an extension, um, we're all kind of concerned. Um, while everybody wants the heart and soul of the Flyers to stay in Philly, um, Wayne has been on one of the most team-friendly contracts in the league for a really long time, and he deserves money in turn. He's worked for- hard for it. So the question to Flyer fans is, with the talent coming up through our prospect system and Isaac Radcliffe, Jay O'Brien, Wade Allison, Joel Farabee, is it the best move for our future to give Wayne everything he deserves? Um, I think if Wayne is willing to take either less term in a three by eight or less money in a six by six, Philly fans would love to have him. But if he decides to go out and get what he's worked hard for in free agency, I don't think anybody in Philadelphia would be upset about it. Like, I think we, we understand that, like, we loved him while he was here, but he deserves the world. Um, and then I think the main storylines, I think there are three. The first is Nolan Patrick, who was healthy for the first offseason in two years. Um, and sources close to him say that he's coming to camp an absolute beast. He wants to regain his spot in the first power play that he took away from Wayne at the end of the year. Um, he wants more defensive responsibility, and he wants to show Philadelphia why he was the second overall pick. Um, and I kind of compare it to Tyler Sagan's offseason in 2014 when he was traded. 
He is hungry. He has something to prove. And this is the year with new line mates, JVR, and new trust from his coach now that he's not a rookie, that we are going to get to see what Nolan Patrick is. Um, the others, the next storyline is Claude Giroux. So I don't think that Claude Giroux is going to put up 102 points this year. But I think <laughs> that I think that line of Giroux, Couturier, Konechny is going to fight to be the best line in hockey. I, it can be directly compared to that Boston line of um Mar- of uh, Bergeron, Marchand, and Pasternak. You've got the uh, the second place finisher in the Selkie and Couturier, the second place finisher in the Art Ross and Giroux, and you've got Travis Konechny, who is a young speedster who's go who likes to go into dirty areas and score goals, and he's creative. And I think that that line is going to be one of the hardest to play against in the league. Um, the last big storyline is of course Carter Hart, who's our top goalie prospect. He's the top goalie prospect in the league. Um, Carter wants to be a flyer. He only got a flyer's mask this year. He didn't get one for the Phantoms. This is his goal. He wants to come into camp and beat out Elliot and beat out Neuber for their spots. But I just think that, like, we have to be patient. He's coming. He knows he's coming. We all know he's coming. But Ron Hextall, who was one of the league's best goalies during his time, he knows what he's doing with goalie development, and I think he just wants to slow Carter down. Like, I know you're good. I know you have things, but let's make sure you get there properly and you get there in a way that's going to make sure that you can stay healthy and do good things for these teams. So I think we just have to trust the process when it comes to Carter Hart. And if he, with how our goalies play and how injury-prone they are, I think we're going to see him this year. But if not, like, a Calder Cup parade would be good practice for a Stanley Cup parade. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But, like, Philly fans, we expect more from this year. We expect change. We've been looking at a mediocre team for so long, and we see the talent in front of us, and we just expect more. We want 100 points. We want a high seed going to the playoffs. We want to make it to the second round. And I think that that's not asking too much. Um, some of the TSN Sportsnet experts have had Philadelphia winning the division this year. Uh, one writer for The Athletic predicted it's Philly versus Toronto in the Eastern Conference Final. It's time to get excited um, if you're a Philadelphia fan. And if you're not a Philadelphia fan, it's time to get ready because the Broad Street Bullies are back. <laughs> Anything? Well, A, hey, that's not happening because the Caps are going to go back to back. But... Oh, my goodness. Sure, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I don't have any comments because I'm a big player fan too, and I knew most of this, so I'm just kind of like nodding like aggressively along, <laughs> like to everything you're saying. Like, yes, 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 I agree <laughs> with all of this. I love all of this. Let's do this sh- fucking shit. See, so, yeah, that's why I didn't say anything. I'm just like, I don't have anything to add. The, oh, the one thing I did want to say though, which isn't just like a flyers thing, but I think it's just an interesting like an interesting trend I've been seeing throughout kind of like the whole league. Like I can, I, I can name at least three, if not more like of this happened. Like there's been a lot of homecoming stories this off season. It's been interesting. There's been like, like, I think in part, it's been like a lot of like players, like allowing themselves in some ways to be selfish, which is not necessarily a yeah. bad thing. But, like it's just been interesting. Cause we have JDR. We have of course, Jot and Tavares, the big one. Um, also Patrick Maroon though, who like the blues have been like, ever since he signed, the blues have been like, yes, this is beautiful. Like, I have I I've heard something from Patrick Rooney every single day since he signed with the St. Louis Blues. <laughs> it's just been an interesting trend. Like I'm kind of here for it. It's fun to see people like having fun in either their hometown team or the team like you know coming back to. Like it's it's been interesting. I'm I'm looking forward JVR to JVR is from here. It's both for JVR. Okay, I wasn't sure. Yeah. I didn't want to like make the assumption because you're saying homecoming, and I'm like, is it just him coming back? No, no, no. JVR from Cherry Hill, which is like right across the bridge. 
Okay. Then, yeah, it's it has been a lot of, like, people coming home, which has been... Which I'm excited to see. Like, I like I like. There's something special about seeing like people from your hometown playing for your hometown team. And I think that has to go to grow the game. Like, excluding John Tavares, like Philadelphia doesn't put out a lot of hockey players. And now we have John Tavares, we have Johnny Hockey, and we just drafted Joel Farabee, who's from Philadelphia, and who tweets yeah. about the Eagles all the time. And then yeah. you have um, like Patrick Maroon going to St. Louis. Like, I don't think of Missouri as a hockey state, but they put out a top-notch hockey player who gets to go home and represent his home city yeah. and i think that's really cool to the growth of the game like sorry yeah. let's say it was exciting enough when clayton keller signed his contract because he signed with the coyotes but he got to play his very first game in against the blues in st louis so it was a huge story just because we don't like like between patrick maroon and like now with like the kachuk brothers and um Col- Cl- I just tried to combine Colt Pareko and Clayton Keller's name. I'm sorry. <laughs> That's where you heard that choking. I almost said, I don't know what I, I almost said Colt Pareko. And that was bad. Um, <laughs> like, between, like, the, like, the 15, like, um, what is it, like, 15, 16, 17, 18, kind of, like, the, the kids now, and then aside, and then, like, Patrick Maroon and, like, Ben Bishop are the only two names I can think of the top of my head that were really, like, big names that came from the St. Louis area and half of them like move away like at some point. I thought the Bishop was from Dallas. He might have lived in Dallas at some point, but no. I think he went to high school in Dallas because the high school. He might like he was born. I think he was born in St. Louis. Like it's one of those things. That was a big deal last year when he signed with them because that was his homecoming. It was a thing like when we had, because Ben Bishop did play for the Blues at one point. It was a big deal with him playing here at the time because he was considered a St. Louis boy. Um, and he's like, when you look up like the few player, the few big players who've come from St. Louis, Ben Bishop's almost always on the list. But there is like, it's just, we get so few players just because for a while, it, this like, there was barely any hockey development here. Like we had like the kids of players and stuff, but like most people, if they, if they're from St. Louis and they're a hockey player, like a big hockey player, they probably moved away at some point. Like, so it's so weird having Patrick Maroon now because he has St. Louis accent, which I never actually comprehend. And then he starts talking. I'm like, oh shit, wait. <laughs> St. Louis accent's not as distinct as some people's accents. So, <laughs> All right. So should I move on to the Pittsburgh Penguins that I can't believe you guys made me do? Well, I wasn't <laughs> going to do them. Okay. So like we signed up and like, obviously Kelsey and I took our teams and then I was like, all right, you guys pick and I'll take whoever's left. They can all get like the hair the hurricanes and the jackets because nobody cares about them i go back back 24 hours later and all that's left is the pittsburgh penguins and i'm like fuck you guys and they're like "Ah!" like, fuck you i was the last person and it was between the penguins and the islanders and i was like (laughs) okay listen i went in like i was the first person to go in and i like was like i didn't even see like i was like Okay, like, what teams do I actually... What teams are even into this division? Because the East Conference is a whole big fucking blur. Because I I don't even... It's it's much easier to separate out the Central and the Pacific Division because they're actually geographically sound. The Eastern Conference is just kind of like, we just threw darts at the the map, and then that's how we organized our teams. Especially because you would... You would... Just to complain for a minute, because... If you think about baseball compared to this, you would think you have two, you have several teams in the same city. You wouldn't put them in the same division or the same, if they're in the same state. Like, ignoring, like, California all being in the same state, you would think both Pennsylvania teams wouldn't be in the same division and that the New York teams wouldn't all be in the same division. Well, then you get the battle. I like it. The no, Mets- I do. It's just, I, 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 like, I like the battle. It's just weird to think about because, like, you think, like, the, like it's just like that like I'm I guess I am used to baseball in that 
fact of like you know you're keeping the teams like it it like distributes it out better so that confused yeah. me but either way my point was is that i like i'm like i like the hurricanes i like some of these teams let's see and then like nothing of a pick but the capitals and the flyers which i expected and i'm like fuck yes i'm not getting the penguins <laughs> and i'm like i like the hurricanes i like zacharinsky let's do this shit well the atlantic is basically the north and florida and yeah. then and i like- understand that now i just like keep in mind i'm from the midwest like you say metro and i'm just kind of like okay and i understand technically like you say that and i'm like yeah that makes sense i guess i get what's called the metro but i'm just like yeah, I the big cities know. yeah I don't fucking know. You guys are all on the East Coast. You guys are all in the same fucking place, like, within six hours of each other, except for Florida and North Carolina. I don't fucking know. I always get right. confused about Boston, though. Like, I always, like, my first thought, because I'm like, Boston, it's the city, if you if you are within Yeah, that's area. true. So you'd be like, the city Metro, is the but city. no, it's not. <laughs> it's not. You just couldn't take them out of that uh, division because of the rivalries. Yeah. All right. I guess I should talk about Pittsburgh now. It's time. All right. Pittsburgh fans, the sky is not falling, guys. You're fine. Um, at least at least at least now. Um, did you guys make some bad trades in the offseason? Yeah. Did you overpay a free agent? Who doesn't? Are two of your top players publicly fighting with your two-time Stanley Cup winning coach? Well, yeah, that might be more of a problem. But you still have <laughs> And now that Ovi has a cup. Crosby's pissed, and I wouldn't be surprised if he does it all himself this year. But your team is more than just one man, so we should take a look. You guys lost Connor Sherry and Matt Hunwick in some not great deals with Buffalo where you didn't really get anything back. Um, What you guys did get back is Jack Johnson, which sucks. Matt Cullen, who signed Derek Grant, Jimmy Hayes, who was the lesser Hayes brother, and John Muse. And while it's not a ton of talent, it's people. And you guys don't really need more talent. You have it all. You just need bodies in the door. You need depth guys. You need Devontae Smith-Pelly. You need Lars Eller. And that's what these guys have the potential of being. Um, And you don't really have space for people coming up to the NHL. Your biggest question about full-time is which backup goalie is going to sit behind Matt Murray? Is it going to be DeSmith or Jari? And whichever one isn't is just going to be in the AHL, and I don't believe has to go through waivers. So you can switch them out at any time. It doesn't matter. Um, the two prospects that could possibly come up, the first is Daniel Sprong, who played uh, uh, eight games with you guys and only had three points. Uh, he played next to Derek Broussard, who was a playmaking center. So I don't really know how much he ha- – like if he can make that NHL level. Because the AHL, he dominated. He had five game plays, 33 goals, 32 assists for 65 points. He's a good little player. He just couldn't handle it at this level. And then you have Zach Aston Reese, who Tom Wilson almost killed. But if he rises from the dead, he had, <laughs> <laughs> he had 16 that's games. Where... Sorry. Oh, I was just going to say that's where, like, that's what the real issue in the Penn's locker room is, is they're engaging in necromancy and not everyone is okay with it. Yeah. So Zach Aston Reese comes back from the dead. He had 16 games, four goals, two points on the fourth line, which isn't bad. And in the AHL, he's an assist machine. 41 games played, 20 assists. Like, he's doing decent. Nine goals in there as well, but it's a low goal total. But for what he does as a fourth line, busy, four-checking role, he plays a good job. Um, The prospects you have to be excited for are in your AHL system. You got Teddy Bluger, who's a nice little center, 
Um, 70 games played, 21 goals, 24 assists for 45 points. And Sam Militech, whom the OHL had 63 games, 36 goals, 56 assists for 92 points. That's a prospect that you can be really excited about. But there are some things for you guys that are going to be concerning. The first off is Carl Hagelin is going to be a UFA, and he's going to get a pay raise because he's got two Stanley Cups on him now. If When you have that resume, you get paid more. And with Pittsburgh's situation against the cap and all these stars that they're collecting, it's going to be tight unless this Broussard-Castle-Mike Sullivan thing blows up. So Broussard and Castle are pissed at Mike Sullivan. He's not playing them the way that they deserve to be played, considering that the talent they have. He's putting them with bad linemates, and they're pissed, and they are rightfully pissed, and they're calling him out publicly. So the question for Pittsburgh management is, who are you more loyal to, these superstars or Mike Sullivan, who somehow got you two Stanley Cups? Nobody knows how. <laughs> so you That's just have to sit there and kind of – you, you just got to kind of look at it and decide. And I think what's going to end up is Broussard and Kessel are going to move. Um, Broussard will be easy to trade. Kessel might be a little bit harder, but I feel like you could still get something decent for him. Send them to Dallas when they don't get Eric Carlson or John Tavares and see what you can get from them and let Kessel and Sagan finally play together. Um, but your, your quest, the, the main storylines going to the year besides just that blow up, and Hagelin, our time is running out on this cup for the quest. Sydney's getting older. Latang's getting older. Yevgeny Malkin's getting older. And can Sid carry the freight for this team that you've just loaded with eh talent? Um, and then, obviously, it's Matt Murray going to return to form. Obviously, he had a bad year last year with his dad dying, um, and he didn't look like the Matt Murray that we know. But is, is Matt Murray going to return to being an elite-level player? Or is Matt Murray going to be the Matt Murray that he just was? Um, you guys want a Stanley Cup title, and we get that. I just think that the Metro is too strong now for you guys to get there. Philly is here. Washington Capitals are here. Columbus is here. Um, the Atlantic's ridiculous um, with their top three. I just think it's going to be more difficult. Um, anything can happen, but I, I would be concerned – I wouldn't be freaking out like you guys are. My first thing is thinking, but I'm sorry, but I almost lost it because you said cup, cup for, for the, the quest instead of quest for the cup. In the middle of your ricks, I didn't want to throw off your groove. I didn't quest. want you to throw me out of a window for throwing off your groove. Quest for um. the cup, cup for the quest, whatever. <laughs> but yeah, it's it's one of those things where it's like I want to be sympathetic, but also I because honestly, it, yeah, I don't care. But also, I think even more. I do have to say, I think even more so than Crosby being hungry, you have Gino Malkin, who's already so fucking pissed that the Capitals took the cup from them. Like I, like talking about how much we have to prove, they have to prove, and I'm like, also though, I'm kind of like, I'm, it's one of those things. Where it's like I don't want the Pens to freak out, but I'm also just kind of like, please let other people have fun. There's plenty of other teams who are upcoming and who are like trying to get like in pretty much every single division, because I think while there's some teams that are like crashing in a tire fire, like Ottawa and like Montreal, like there's also a shit ton of teams that are like either clawing their way up from being a mid range team or from being a really shitty team to like just crawling up the ranks that like hockey's getting so much more interesting that we don't want it to turn into like, 
an NBA situation where we have the Cavs and the Warriors four years in a row and the Warriors win every single year. Like, that's not, that's not fun. Yeah. Like, even if it's not your team doing well, I feel like there is a, gets to a point where you're just like, you have to like, let other people have fun. I don't know. Maybe that's just me as a team hoarder who like supports a lot of teams. Like it's fun seeing different teams do well, but like, I don't know. No, I got you. Um, yeah, this was a really hard one because it's really hard for me to feel sympathy for the Pittsburgh Penguins and their fans. Mm-hmm. But part of me is like the Penguins need to do okay. So I just don't have to hear about it, but like, I don't want them to do well. Like, if, That's but, valid. Like, but, like, Pittsburgh, like, their fans are so, like, spoiled at this point that, like, they lose two games and, like, the sky is falling. And just, like, <laughs> relax, people. We lost 10 and made the playoffs. Like, you're good. <laughs> yeah. I, I got shook when you just said Castle to Dallas. And then I saw I, you, I like... Like, the tree tree in my mind just exploded a little <laughs> bit. And I was like, oh, my God. Uh, what? No, because like I've heard that rumor. I'm like, I was like, yeah, no, that's definitely. And then you just said Kessel plays a second. And I was like, what? <laughs> <laughs> oh. All right. Yeah, I just need them to get their shit together, just so that people shut up. But also, like, it's like you were saying, there's too many good teams to just let McCrosby retire so he doesn't get he doesn't get stretched off the ice for the last time. I'm not gonna Can lie. Did you just call him McCrosby? <laughs> I didn't I didn't try to. I might have. <laughs> um no, I was saying I was trying to say like controversial opinion, but please just let Crosby fucking retire because I'm genuinely starting to get worried that he's gonna get stretched off the ice and that's how he's gonna end his career. Like every year when he gets in huh? That would be the saddest thing ever. I don't even like Crosby. Yeah, it's like it's like one of those things where part of me is just like, can the Penguins era just end? Because I like with the amount of, especially because he's had like several concussions as recently as like this year and last year. Like or maybe not this year, but like within the last like year or two, he's had several concussions. I'm just like, as much as I don't like him, he's one of the greatest players of his generation. Like I don't want his career to end because he got hit in the head the last time. Like. That's a genuine concern every time he gets injured for me now. And I feel like the pressures of being Sidney Crosby and of the Penguins dynasty is like, like, obviously a lot of it is just from himself because obviously you have to actually get Crosby to stop, which is very difficult. Mm -hmm. But I kind of wish fans would be, people wouldn't get mad at me when I said that just because I'm like, I don't think you want your player to like your, your star, like your, your fucking, your own Penguins own fucking hockey Jesus to like go out that way. He's not hockey Jesus. That is McDavid, but like the Penguins hockey Jesus. Yeah. Um, I think it's like a long, long time ago when uh, Mario Lemieux, like before his like four comebacks, when he, <laughs> don't call it a comeback. <laughs> he unretired. When he went out with cancer right after winning the two Stanley Cups, people were like, oh, shit. And, like, it was a legitimate thing where he was like, yeah, I'm probably never coming back. I'm never going to do that. And people were so upset that he had to go out like that. Yeah. Obviously, he went to remission. He unretired, like, four times. But. Yeah, I just, I, I don't know, like. 
as much as like I think he's kind of a bitch, like I don't want like someone that good at that good mm-hmm. to just like fade into existence. Like you've he's done so much. Like you can't just like let your career end like that. And if he keeps going, it's that's what's gonna happen. This got deep. I'm so sorry, guys. <laughs> All right, let's make it last deep. Kelsey, tell us about the Capitals. Woo! Sorry. <laughs> um, so, your Stanley Cup champions, the Washington Capitals. I promise I won't say that every time I bring them up for the rest of the I do it for the Eagles. Go for it. <laughs> okay, so out. We... we all, okay, so not a whole lot happened in roster changes, like, whatsoever. So we lost Jay Beagle, Philip Grubauer, and we lost Barry Trops. Um, technically, we also lost Brooks Orpik, but he back, so. <laughs> we lost Jay Beagle. Um, I was sad about because I just, like, personally love Jay Beagle. But he really only took face-offs for us and just, like, hung out on the third line. Philip Grubauer is the reason we made the playoffs in the first place, so I'm kind of upset about that but it's whatever. And then I will miss Barry. I will. I'm going to miss Drops. But also, I was getting sick of him and his nonsense. So in, we have Nick Dowd, who is okay. Uh, Michael Scarbosa, who we just signed. He's going to play on the third line. And then Sergei Shumikov, because we love our Russians. And He's also uh, probably going to be playing on either the third or the fourth line. Full-time is going to be um, Scarbosa and Shmukov, Shmukov and Phoenix Copley. He was our AHL starter for a while, and now he's going to be our backup behind Holby. So AHL, we signed a shit ton of people, like, one right after the other, and then they haven't done anything since then. Um, so we have Riley Barber, uh, Axel Johnson. Is he the one with the hair? Yep. <laughs> he got re- he has a man bun. He refused to cut it off. Good. It's glowing. Uh, Jelby. It's F-J-A-L-L-B-Y. So I got no clue how to say that. Sure. And my favorite, my future, our future starter see there we trade or get uh, or hope he retires Ilya Samsonov he's gonna be playing um in the AHL with Leon Bryan and Jonas Seigenthaler that's also what I'm going with uh questions Nick Dowd we don't know what he's gonna do we don't know how he's gonna perform we got him from Colorado so Nathan Walker my favorite Australian he was up, he was down, he was in at one point in Edmonton, he came back. Uh, and we still don't really know what's going to happen with him, uh, whether he's actually going to move. I don't think he's going to be a full-time uh, in the NHL, but he's definitely going to make hopefully a few more appearances. Travis Boyd, it's the same deal. He was up, he was down, he was back up, he was back down. Um, and same with so Shane Gersich, we do, we still have him, and I think he's going to spend most of his time in the AHL, but he might make his an occasional appearance. And then our storylines: Target on the back, defending the cup back to back. 
just I just was reading the Target on Your Back uh, article, and I was like, yes. Um, but really, we got Lord Stanley's hangover. Hopefully. Oh, God. <laughs> Hopefully it's not. We got... <laughs> it is both like a metaphorical hangover and a literal yeah. one. <laughs> Very literal. I wouldn't be surprised if Jacob Rana somewhere is still drunk. Ovechkin's not, because now he has a baby at home. I was just about to say, I would say Ovechkin's still drunk if they have a baby. To be fair, like, Nicholas Backstrom has two kids, and and so does T.J. Oshie, and they still were, like, wasted most of the summer, too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, like, he just had a baby. No, I know. I know. T.J. Oshie turned literally golf into some frat boy nonsense by wearing a beer helmet while he, like, putted. And I was like, the hell? See, if, if you could, like, streamline alcohol into my mouth, I would go golfing. Like, <laughs> golf's boring, but it'd be so much fun if I was getting wasted. Like, right? Like, um, that would be great. I would go golfing with TJ Yoshi and his I fucking, would... like, number one hat or whatever the fuck it is. He'll teach you how to uh, drink a beer through your shirt. Yes. I'm actually so bad at chugging, I always lose a Biro cart. But Aww. maybe if he if he could mentor me, I could actually win a Biro cart. I would love that. I'm a fucking <laughs> punk. Like someone like TJ Oshi, please teach me how to chug alcohol because I fucking can't. I will I will be gas bitch. I literally I'm not even joking. Me and a few of my friends, we learned how to drink a beer through our shirts. Like properly. <laughs> um but some of the other questions is going to be Phoenix Copley, Copley, because he's our backup. He played like two NHL games ever, and now he's our full-time backup. So Alex Ovechkin, whether he can sustain, um, because he is getting older. I think he's going to play till he's fifty. He's going to be, he's going to be the new younger. But uh, now that he has kids, that might slow him down a little bit. And then Todd Reardon, who is our new coach. Andre Burakovsky, a lot of people are talking about him because he had a really bad season. He didn't produce in the playoffs as much. I still love him. Um, and I hope he does amazing things. Expectations are still really high that the Cavs are going to prove back uh, almost everyone. And they also added to their AHL teams. So if someone does get hurt, they have some chances there, and they add to their depth. You know, they're a cup to uh, a real cup contender again. My um, prediction: back to back. Um, but actually, more realistic, we'll probably match up against the Pens again for the fourth year in a row in the second round, and it will be the most controversial series of the playoffs as it's been in the past couple of years. And I think we're gonna win, and then we're gonna you know, face either Tampa again in the third round or we're going to face Toronto. But that's just my opinion. So, yeah, we didn't change anything and we're going to win the cup again. (laughs) So I have a theory that when Berkey got into the wrong, into the car, I think he was an Uber, (laughs) they replaced him and that's why he hasn't been doing very well this year. You know, I would believe that. (laughs) <laughs> like they have like they did things to make it seem like the real Berkey and that's why he keeps going to everyone's cup day but like 
they didn't they didn't actually translate properly in the hockey schools. There's my theory. I feel that. Also, I feel like he didn't go to enough cup, enough of other people's cup days. See, that's how we know he's a clone. He didn't take full advantage. I, like he could have been in Russia. He didn't go to Russia. I'm like, hmm. Ovechkin told me he wasn't old enough. <laughs> he was like, I'm sorry, honey, but you gotta sit this one out. Drink a water. He's like, I called your dad. He said no. His dad being Nicholas Backstrom, not yeah, yeah, his actual trash can father. <laughs> All right. Um, we're at the two-hour mark, so I think we're going to call it. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> thank you guys for listening. Um, it means so much to us. Um, you can follow us on uh, line. Um, we're on Tumblr uh, for pucksakepod.tumblr.com or on Twitter at for pucksakepod. We love hearing from you guys. Please send us your thoughts on the Metro. Um, next week we'll have a different division. We don't know who's going to be on, so we haven't decided yet, but we'll let you know, and you guys can send us your questions about that. Um, yeah. Thank you for listening. Uh, that's our show. Bye. 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 Bye.